Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 1st of February, a kick and a punch for the first of the month. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors and the Dow Jones closing up 369 points, or 1.1% at 34,086, cracking the 34,000 mark again. January the 31st is traditionally, according to the numbers, the best day in January for the Dow Jones. So there we go. It had a high of 378 points up and a low of 52 points down. So closing pretty near its highs and accelerating into the close. And we do have, of course, results coming out after hours in the US. And when they drop, as they drop on CNBC, I will try and update you. Uh, But the Nasdaq up 1.7% doing well. And the S&P 500, as always, in the middle for diddle, 1.46% up, 59 points to 4,077. That Nasdaq closing at 11,585 points. Spy Futures kicking the market off in February to a good start if all holds true. 44 points higher, 0.59%, 7469. So that looks good for our market today. In Europe, we had the stock 600 down 0.3, FTSE down 0.2, France pretty much unchanged, Germany unchanged, Spain pretty much unchanged. Everybody's waiting for the Fed, it seems, to uh, tomorrow morning our time, Thursday morning early. US stocks are doing well last night. Apple up 0.9%. They've got their numbers out on Thursday. Meta up 1.3%. Google up 2%. Microsoft up 2.1%. Amazon up 2.6%. Tesla up nearly 4%. Netflix not doing quite so well, 0.2 of a percent better. JP Morgan up 0.6. Citigroup up 0.9. Goldman Sachs up 2.3. They're going well. That bodes well for Macquarie. Macquarie sometimes call, called the mini Goldmans. Bank of America up 0.5. Wells Fargo up 1.3. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, up 2.4. We also saw General Motors having a pretty good time Last night, up 8.3% as well. ExxonMobil, which produced a stunning result looking backwards for Christmas, uh, were up 2.2%. Of course, Joe Biden and the White House administration getting stuck in to the U.S. oil company Extraordinary Profits. A little bit of disappointment with the ExxonMobil. They didn't extend the buybacks there. And other news coming out from the U.S. last night. Uh, we did see the Employment Cost Index, which is a broad gauge of wages and benefits, increased only 1% in the the fourth quarter, according to the U.S. Labor Department. That's less than the 1.1% estimate. So a little bit of uh, breathing room there again for the Fed. But the Conference Board Consumer Confidence Index slipped to a relatively still optimistic 107.1, down from 109 in December. ExxonMobil, 59 billion US dollars annual profit. Pretty impressive number, but it did disappoint on holding the line on share buybacks. 
that was a record profit, far exceeding the uh, company's prior record of $45 billion in 2008, which at the time marked the biggest U.S. profit in corporate history. We also saw McDonald's coming out with fourth quarter operating margins and its projections for 2023, both feel falling short of analysts' estimates. And PayPal looks as if it's joining the tech stocks in terms of laying off staff, around 7% of its workforce uh, to be laid off, according to the news reports. Artificial intelligence startup OpenAI, which is the creator of ChatGPT, has now introduced a tool that is designed to figure out if text is human-generated or written by a computer. They've come up with their own Turing test. Interesting. Uh, we do have some uh, numbers after hours. AMD, uh, the Intel um, rival, has kicked off with a beat on earnings. Their market call, uh, their analyst briefing has just kicked off. They're up around 3% on the back of those numbers. Looking across at commodities, we did see the Brent crude price fall 0.6% or 52 cents to 84.47. The WTI price, though, West Texas was up 1.3%. Nearly a dollar to 78.9. The gold price also doing well, up $5.70. It's not huge, but it'll take it up 0.3 of a percent, 1927.7. Bitcoin pushing a bit higher as well, up 2%. And the US dollar index easing slightly down 0.2 of a percent, which is helping that gold price. Copper up 0.2. Nickel having a good day, up 3.1%. Aluminium up 1.7. Zinc. Down 1.1, lead down 0.1, and tin down 0.6. Did have a good day yesterday. In commodity stocks, BHP was up 0.7, Rio up 0.5 of a percent, Freeport McMoran up 1.5, Alcoa up 3.7, Tech up 2.6, Anglo down 1.5, Glencore down 1.5, and Arbomile up 3.5% there. So doing better for Arbomile should help our lithium stocks, which got a bit of a battering yesterday as the month came to a close. In local news today, not a huge amount on the cards as yet. Uh, some of the uh, broker upgrades and downgrades. We have Terra Royalty, uh, which has been downgraded to a hold from a buy at Canacourt. Harvey Norman has been downgraded by JP Morgan along with Coles. Flight Centre upgraded to a buy from Overweight at Jardins. Gold Road, a couple of brokers out on them after their quarterly yesterday. Downgraded to underperform from sector performer RBC and downgraded to accumulate from buy at Ord Minette. And there's a report in the Fin Review today suggesting that criminals are now using ETFs as an insider trading method to get set before big announcements in companies. Pretty clever of them, obviously trying to skirt the focal point of their buying by spreading it amongst an ETF, but uh, still obviously insider trading, highly illegal. As far as other stuff goes on our market today, there is uh, Liberium Capital. As said, the rally in iron ore prices is not what it appears based on a steady high stockpiles in China. Domestic demand has slightly improved which they say is typical for this time of year, but inventories are rising at the fastest rate since February 2020. Possibly timing issue for the restocking indicator 
which is given the Chinese New Year. But signals move from hold to sell. So they are telling investors to be cautious chasing this rally. In other news just coming out, the reject shop CEO Phil Bishop has resigned for personal reasons. Argosy Minerals has provided an operational update for its Rincon Lithium project. Uh, 98% of the 2,000 tonne per annum operational development work is complete. Commissioning phase works currently 91% complete there. And the reject shop has reported preliminary half-year revenue of 439.7 million, uh, which was slightly below consensus of 442 million, according to the numbers in the market. In some economic news, property values in Sydney down another 1.2% in January. The average home in Sydney is now below $1 million. Uh, The pace of monthly falls has eased, though, in Melbourne, Brisbane, Hobart and Canberra, but it's picking up in Adelaide and Perth. Just looking at some more research coming through from Morgan's. Uh, They seem to be relatively keen on the flight centre deal. They're expanding into high-margin luxury travel. They have a hold on it with a target price of $18.10. And Morgan's also... Have a note out this morning on Megaport, which had a mega day yesterday, but not to the good, but to the bad. Uh, they are talking it as an ad with the price target still maintained at $8.25. Bell Potter has downgraded Neuron Pharmaceutical. Uh, firm cites the valuation target price remains $8.60 with 11% upside. So they have downgraded it from a hold, from a buy there. Question of the day today, given the media attention and massive fallout that the Hindenburg report has had on the Adani and its group of companies' share price. Uh, Do you think these sorts of reports should be banned, or are they great in highlighting potential problems? And should we pay more attention to these guys instead of just saying that they are serving their own purpose and trying to rumortrage stocks down? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And of course... May the trading gods be with you.